0: Hey, good morning. It's Monday morning. I hope you're doing great today as we gather together on this uh, beautiful, well, hopefully beautiful. I haven't been outside yet, so I, I don't know if it's beautiful or not. I, every day we're here is a beautiful day, so theoretically it's a beautiful day. We'll find out in about 30 minutes when I walk outside. But joining us to get together today on this beautiful day that we get to study God's Word together. So um, today we're continuing in our readings, uh, you know, in our daily lectionary guides. Um... We're reading right now through Isaiah in the Old Testament. We've been in the 50s of the Psalms, um, you know, a a lot recently. Uh, We're in Mark and the Gospels. um, But in the New Testament, we've been in Galatians. Galatians is a great book. It's a short book. It's a quick book. There's a lot of good stuff in Galatians. It's a book I would encourage you to... uh, I've shared with you before that little section there, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, have some of the best information in all the Bible. And I would encourage you to read through... Those four books, you know, pretty frequently. Uh, You're going to really find some great information there, some great encouragement there, some things to really help you in your Christian walk. So, um, we're in Galatians uh, in the New Testament lessons right now. Um, So, I want to read to you um, from um, today's reading was Galatians 4 1 through 11. But I want to read to you um, specifically verse 4 today. Where Paul writes this, one of the one of the one of the, I think one of the more important passages in all the Bible, um, four and five. Well, I'll start off with verse one, one, and then I'll get to verse five. It says, uh, "My point is this: heirs, as long as they are minors, are no better than slaves, though they are owners of all the property. They remain as their guardians and trustees until the date set by the father. So thus, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent His Son, born of a woman." Born under the law, in order to redeem those who are under the law, that we may, we may receive adoption as children. Um, he's talking here about um, about um, the legal system, how, you know, just like in America, you can be, um, you know, the legal heir to something, but until you reach a certain age, you, you don't have full control over it. He's talking here about God's timing, how uh, God's time is a different time than ours and so we so in human history um we were all slaves to sin um we are now as well as the bible tells, says we're all of us have sinned also the glory of god there's no unrighteous the god of this age is blind to the eyes of the unbelievers you know we, we we know that we have a um have a um as the old hymn goes prone to wander lord i fear it prone to leave the god i love we all have this spiritual wandering eye if you will um, that pulls us away so God had a plan for our redemption when um, that plan was ultimately Jesus Christ Jesus Christ was the was the, was the plan for God's redemption of the world But the passage I love here um, is um, verse 4 and 5 As it says this it says but when the fullness of time had come God sent his son born of a woman born under the law Or to redeem those who were under the law, they may receive adoption as children. And the the, the phrase in that passage that I love the most is, in the fullness of time. That's a short passage, but it's a very meaningful passage, in the fullness of time. What does that mean? Well, that means at just the right moment. At just the right moment in human history, at just the right moment in all things, that's when God sent Jesus. Because if you look throughout the whole of human history... You would say, "Well, why didn't God send Jesus at another time? You know, why? Why? Why was? Why was it Moses? And why was it this? And why was it that? Why didn't? Why didn't God send Jesus right after Adam and Eve? You know, why didn't God send Jesus in the middle of the 21st century with the internet and technology and things like that?" Well, if you go back and look at world history, um, you see that at the moment Jesus was born was one of the most optimal times to be born in. Human history, uh, in many ways, um, as much as we talk about Rome being the big bad bully, that really was kind of the time of Roman peace, uh, the Pax Romana. Uh, that was when Rome was at its most stable, when the empire was growing, when there were skirmishes and wars. There were not the same wars there were before with the, with Carthage and things like that. So Rome's power was expa- expanding and growing and uniting all the world, and the world and in the, in, in the and the world was exploding through Europe, through northern. Northern Europe, um, the reach of Rome is extending into uh, to, uh, to Asia, to Africa, and when you look at where Jesus was born specifically in the part of the world he was born in, he was born in Israel and the Holy Land, and uh, modern in Galilee, and uh, he did much of his ministry in Galilee and down into Jerusalem. If you look at the layout of geography of Jesus' day, the only way you could get from Rome to to India, Rome to Northern Africa, Rome to Arabia, or in these places up to Rome, was you had to go through Israel. Israel was, was a strip of land along the Mediterranean, um, and it was fought over, as much as if not more than any strip of land in all of world history, so Jesus was born at just the right time in terms of Roman peace. He was born just the right location. He was born at just the right moment in human history for the good news of jesus of his of salvation to spread like wildfire across the world. It spread and spread and spread and spread and it grew almost exponentially. The gospel went from being twelve. Disciples in Jerusalem to millions of people within a matter of centuries. It it exploded across all the world and took down the, you know, it changed the course of the greatest empire in world history. It, 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 It preserved much of Western civilization during the Dark Ages. It formed the backbone for morality for the West. Um, wasn't perfect. You know, the church has made mistakes. We Christians have made mistakes. We all acknowledge that. I'm, I'm, I'll never tell you that, that any of us are. <laughs> there's no saying, if you find the perfect church, don't join it, because once you join it, you'll probably mess it up. You know, all of us are imperfect. I am, you are, all of us. But at just the moment Jesus was born, God used his birth at that moment and that place to literally change the world. At the fullness of time, at just the right moment. Just the right moment. God moved. So today, hold on to that hope. Hold on to the, the, to the hope in a God who moves not on our schedule, who moves not on our timeline, who moves not according to our plans. Who Moves not according to our stuff, but hold on to hope in the God who moves in the fullness of time. The God who moves in what the Bible calls Cairo's time, God's time, not Chronos time, our time. At in the but God's in his son, but a woman under the law. But when the fullness of time had come, God's in his son at just the right moment. So today. If if you think time's running out, if you think um, God's forgotten, or God doesn't hear, or God doesn't care, or that you really wish God would work better along your schedule, or do it better along your time, I know I do. I, man, if God would just work on my timeline, my goodness would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? But if Jesus had come at another time, it would not have been the fulfillment of God's plan, and the gospel would not have spread like it like it did. In the fullness of time. So today. Trust in God. Even if you don't understand his timeline. Even if you don't understand what he's doing. Even if it doesn't make sense. Even especially for me. And for some of you. Even if it's not what you do. <laughs> you know. Once again. Life would be so much easier if God just did what I, wanted him to do, what I wanted him to do. When I wanted him to do it. If he would just do that. Man. Life would be lemon easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. You know. But if he did That. Where would faith be? Where would trust be? The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. So when it looks dark and doubtful, and like he's not going to move, or he's not moving, or he's giving up, trust. He's not done. He's still at work, he's still doing great things. In the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman. At just the right moment. And at just the right moment in my life, in your life, in our lives, God's going to move. So, trust in God. He knows what he's doing. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to worry. We don't have to doubt. In the fullness of time, God works. So, today, trust in God and his plan in his mercy and his salvation. And know that he's always on time. He's always at work. Hey, I love you guys. Praying for you today. Have a great Monday. Hope you have an awesome day. And I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning for our morning devotional time. Love you all. Love you all. Have a great day.